0: Back to Ethan and Hanson talk football. Uh, moving right into week five. Boy, do we got a good episode for you. Uh, so let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to start with going over the week four games and results. Starting with Cincinnati getting a win, 33-25 to 25 over Jacksonville. Uh, Joe Burrow
1: looked really good in that game. Do you think anything stood out in that game? Well, it was nice for Joey Burrow to get uh, his first dub in the NFL. Um, I guess it had to be at the hands of Jacksonville, you know. I mean, I'm not sure how many more wins Cincinnati will get, but uh, Jacksonville's not a terrible team. Uh, they're definitely doing better than I think a lot of people expected, but uh, I think it's a big win for Cincinnati and gives them some confidence.
0: Cleveland and Dallas. Cleveland winning 49-38 to 38 in that one. I predicted Odell Beckham to go off in that game, and he did go off. Uh, What are your thoughts on Dallas? They're one and three. The whole NFC East is really struggling. Um, What does Dallas do to improve
1: their record? Uh, First of all, they got to get their defense to play football. Um, I think that's been their Achilles heel this whole year. And I mean, honestly, they shouldn't have won a game. Um, Let's let's just be real here. Atlanta totally blew an onside kick. Dallas really shouldn't even have a win right now, which is kind of crazy. Um, And it really comes down to defense. I mean, their offense has put up numbers, albeit usually from behind. But I mean, if you look at Prescott's numbers, he's just throwing the ball all over the field, mostly because they're down a lot. Um, But I mean, they're putting up points. It's just they're giving up huge points. I mean, Cleveland throws forty nine on them. Uh, That's unacceptable if you're Dallas. And you got to be wondering, was Mike McCarthy the right hire there was is what they're doing working? I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. I don't know what the leash that uh, will be on McCarthy is, uh, but uh, it'll be, it'll be, I'll, cu- I'll be curious to see what happens. I mean, the Giants are in their divisions and so are, so is Washington. So they probably will get some wins against those teams. I would think. Um, and maybe Philly, like their, their division is clearly, I think the weakest um, division, but um, they're getting scored on, like mad. So I don't know. It's really interesting to see what's happening in Dallas right
0: now. As Packer fans, we're both um, normal with Mike McCarthy's defensive schemes. Um, we had to endure throw those for his last few years in green Bay, new Orleans and Detroit. New Orleans was without Michael Thomas, but still was able to pull off the win, 35 to 29. Uh, I think Detroit made it a lot closer than people thought, thought uh, they would. Um, in fact, going up 14-0 right away at the beginning of the game.
1: Um, what are your thoughts on that game and New well, Orleans? Here's the, I'm going to start with Detroit. Detroit should have beat the Bears. They had a dropped touchdown at the very end last seconds, and lost against Chicago. Um, they went up 14-0 on Green Bay as well earlier uh, this season. Detroit is a decent football team. Unfortunately, they just... They uh they can't be very consistent. They um they let some leads slip, they uh make some bad mistakes at at you know, bad times. Uh and New Orleans to their cre- to their credit, uh closed closed um closed well in that game. Um so Detroit I think is a better football team than their record shows. Uh but New Orleans um, you know, minus Michael Tom Thomas played well enough to win um and so that's a that's a big win for New Orleans um for their record going forward you know wanting to be a playoff team looking like a playoff team but they got to take care of Detroit you know to do that and they did i've been
0: a little bit surprised by New Orleans' record um they did have a relatively hard schedule um at the beginning of the year but i think as the season improves they'll they'll get much better and once they get Michael Thomas back they'll be uh, a legit uh, threat in the nfc seattle 31 miami 23 miami hung around in that game uh until late in the fourth quarter uh, i think that was a
1: little surprise to everybody too was that a surprise to yeah it was a surprise to me um but i do think some things are starting to be clear about seattle russell wilson is a stud uh but their defense is not very good this year um and Russell Wilson's going to have to make plays to, to win football games the rest of the way for Seattle. Um, Miami throwing 23 on them, uh, not, not being an offensive juggernaut of a team. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was surprising that Miami's defense held out as long as they did in that game to me a little bit. Um, but it'll be really interesting to see if Seattle can continue to score like they are But just like my question marks with Dallas being their defense, Seattle's got the same question marks. Yeah, I think Seattle's defense is a
0: little bit of cause for concern, uh, knowing that some of these top-tier teams in the NFC have really good offenses. Um, Not saying that their offense is bad or anything, but I believe they're going to need to make some improvements. Now, they are very brittle right now uh, in their secondary. They're missing a lot of starters. But at the same time, I think that's a cause for concern. Tampa Bay 38, Los Angeles Chargers 31. Uh, Chargers once again hung around with Tampa Bay. Uh, Tom Brady, phenomenal game, five touchdown passes. Uh, Proved me wrong uh, after I said that he was a a system quarterback uh, and that he maybe has washed. Um, What are your thoughts on Tom Brady there? Do you think maybe just a fluke game again, or is he legit? I think Tampa he's Bay?
1: starting to settle into their scheme. Um, although here's the interesting part. He wasn't very good in the first half really was mostly an explosion in the second half. Um, and, you know, kind of a bummer for LA, they were leading, you know, a good chunk of that game and uh, seemingly in charge I mean, you got to remember LA, the Chargers are playing with, you know, young quarterback and Herbert. Um, and so, I mean, I think they're kicking themselves and they're, they, they saw an opportunity disappear, you know, that could have been a huge win for them, a huge statement game. Uh, but to Tampa Bay's credit and to Brady's credit, boy, were they in fuego in the second half. Uh, I do think Tom Brady, as he settles in in Tampa Bay, is going to gonna have a nice nice season. He's got weapons on offense. Um, so uh, this could be, uh, you know, more of the same, more of an explosive offense, but I do think they will be a little inconsistent. Maybe even in the coming weeks, uh, they have a huge game, um, coming off green Bay on the bye coming up in a, you know, a week and a half ish. Um, so that'll be really a huge test for Tampa Bay. I think, cause green Bay might be the hottest team in the league right now. I agree.
0: I think maybe some inconsistency there in Tampa Bay. Baltimore 31, Washington 17. Big news coming out of Washington. Dwayne Haskins moved down to the third string quarterback. Uh, Do you think that was a Ron Rivera decision, or do you think that was more of a front office decision? It was probably
1: a joint decision. Um, I think Ron Rivera – I mean, when you become the head coach of a football team – Uh, in your first year and you inherit a quarterback that a prior, you know, regime uh, drafted, I think you get some leeway. Um, They tried to make it work. Clearly it was not. Um, I, I kind of think that Washington almost emerges as now a possible front runner to, I don't think they're going to win a lot of games this year. Um, They might be the one that, you know, Trevor Lawrence, um, becomes their quote-unquote savior, um, maybe going into the draft next year. Um, that would sure change the fortunes of that franchise, I think, considerably. I don't think Kyle An- Allen's the answer. Uh, I don't think Alex Smith is the answer, who's now the backup, which is crazy because that guy shouldn't even be walking right now. Um, but no surprise in the score there with Baltimore winning thirty-one seventeen. Um, it'll be really interesting to watch what happens with Washington's quarterback situation. To me, you don't take a kid in Haskins and put him as third string if he's got a future there. I think he's done. Um, I don't know what what it looks like for even another team. I don't. His career's in a rocky place, kind of like Rosen's was. I don't know what's going to happen with him.
0: I was just going to say, this has given me a lot of Josh, Robin, or Josh uh, Rosen vibes. Uh, hopefully he finds his place. I, I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't know if Washington was the right place for him, especially with the new head coach coming in. Carolina, 31, Arizona, 21. Uh, this is a surprise score of the week. Arizona looked stagnant on offense. Carolina, without Christian McCaffrey, won the time of possession. They won the game pretty handedly. Do you think
1: Carolina is acting more of a contender right now? Well, here's the interesting thing to me. I thought Arizona in the first two weeks of the season was, getting, you know, like, hey, this is a playoff team. Kyler Murray in the second year. DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. They have something there. And then they lost to Detroit and now lost to Carolina. And it's you're going, who is this team now? I'm not really sure. And then for Carolina, it was Christian McCaffrey goes out. You're going, well, there goes Carolina for a while and all of a sudden they're winning, Um, and they throw 31 on Arizona. So I think you got to give Matt Rule, their head coach, a ton of credit. I think he's got guys buying in quickly, Um, and they're playing better football than I think their talent is on their team, which is interesting. I mean, you have Teddy Bridgewater playing well, um, which is interesting because he's healthy now. He's getting an opportunity to start. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Carolina ultimately is not a playoff team. I think ultimately they're like an eight and eight type team and Arizona's looking more and more kind of like an eight and eight type team to me too. So I think they, they probably are going to follow similar paths this year, but that's a big win for Carolina.
0: Big momentum build there. I believe there, especially with no Christian McCaffrey, uh, when he comes back, Mike Davis is going to get less of a load, but He's playing really well in his position right now. Minnesota 31, Houston 23. Houston now 0-4. Minnesota now 1-3. and 3. Uh, This game prompted Bill O'Brien to be fired. So what do you think the next move for
1: Houston is going to be? That's a great question. I think they are going to you know, consider probably quite a few candidates um, over the season. Obviously, they have their interim coach in Romeo Cornell. Um, I heard I read today that um, actually right before their week three game against Pittsburgh, which they lost, um, that J.J. Watt and Bill O'Brien kind of got in a heated argument. And that's kind of one of the things that prompted them to move on from Bill O'Brien already. Um, it's kind of a curious time to move on from a head coach after four weeks of a season. Um Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen here in Houston. Uh, I don't see them winning a whole lot of games this year. Uh, Unfortunate because Deshaun Watson's a good young quarterback. That's a huge win for Minnesota. I picked Houston in this one, and I should have gone with my gut because what we saw from Minnesota the prior week against the Titans was a team that kind of had finally figured it out on offense. They got the young receiver in Jefferson. Delvin Cook found his groove. Um, so I should have, I should have went with my gut and picked Minnesota in that one. But, um, I think if you're a Houston fan, you're completely and utterly disappointed. And it's a good, um, it's a good lesson again for coaches never to be dual coaches and GMs. It never works out. Another example is Bill O'Brien. Um, it'll be really interesting what they do with their hire moving forward.
0: Next game, Los Angeles Rams 17, New York Giants nine. low scoring battle there. Rams offense was non-existent pretty much the whole game. Um, what are your thoughts on? I'm that I'm trying one? to
1: figure out the Rams a little bit. Um, you had this hot young coach that had a big year. Goff looked really great. Last year they kind of were super inconsistent. Goff didn't have a very good year. And this year, I feel like it's more of the same, very inconsistent. You only throw 17 up on the Giants when the Giants had been kind of just getting whooped by a lot of people. Um, obviously, the Giants are struggling right now, too, only getting nine on offense. Um, they really haven't been competitive in many of their games. Um, I don't know if the Rams are a playoff team. And the Giants are going to be a top, maybe a top five pick in the draft. Uh, it'll be really interesting to watch going forward. Indianapolis
0: 19, Chicago 11. Battle of two very good defenses there in Chicago. Um, what were your thoughts well, on that one? I, uh,
1: I'm a big fan of Indianapolis' defense. I'm a big fan of Jonathan Taylor, the running back. Phillip Rivers, as long as he can limit turnovers, is a is a good interim fix. In Indy, Chicago turning to Foles, and he didn't have a very good game um, in his first start of the season. Um, if you're Chicago, you're in a bit of a a bind right now because you moved on from a t- your, your your second overall draft pick in Mitch Trubisky for a journeyman quarterback in Nick Foles, who you paid a little money to in the off season, and he didn't get the job. He didn't get the job done. And if he doesn't get the job done, do you just go back to Mitch Trubisky and you just pretend like you never benched him in the first? I don't know. Chicago's the best right now. Um, they have a great defense, but obviously they, they're not doing well offensively. Um, Indy looks like a playoff team to me. So uh, their defense is just that good.
0: I think Chicago is actually going to finish the year under 500 based uh, on the remaining schedule seven to nine. I have them currently at, um, I don't see how Chicago is going to finish the season with a winning record. They did not play well against Indianapolis. They probably should not have gone into that game three and Oh in the first place, but uh, we'll see here, uh, especially if they beat the Buccaneers tonight, but it's not looking too good. Buffalo 30, Las Vegas, 23, Buffalo is looking like a good team in the AFC, possibly the number one seed, possibly the number two seed just based off of right now. What do think you think I think Buffalo's about
1: Buffalo? for real. I think they're legit. Um, they have probably the most improved player in the National Football League and Josh Allen, who's really figuring it out. Um, yeah, I think they're for real. They have a good defense. Um, they're, they're They could actually win their division. Uh, which would be kind of crazy for the first time in a long time. I mean, New England's been just there, you know, every year. Um, the Vegas Raiders uh, kind of been up and down this season. I think they're still a year away from really contending for anything, but the Bills are legit, and they're here, and now they're the future, and uh, they proved it again against the, the Raiders.
0: I think Buffalo's going to be the team that beats Kansas city um, in the AFC. And I think Buffalo as of right now is the favorite in the AFC just based off uh, through week four, Philadelphia, 30, San Francisco, 23. I don't think anybody really saw that one coming, but yet you have to look at San Francisco who is down to just skin and bones. Um, What are your thoughts on San Francisco is this maybe a wake up call for Philadelphia? Maybe they're yeah playing it's definitely
1: better? Philadelphia. Um, I think they played better than people expected. Uh, it Might be a wake up call. I again they they don't play in a particularly good division right now, in in football. Uh, San Francisco, like you said, decimated by injuries. Uh, Nick Mullins had a terrible game, uh, which is I think the reason they lost. Uh, yeah, that they had so many injuries. It's finally caught up to them in this game. I'm not even sure if Garoppolo is ready to come back yet. He might be another week or two away, which would be bad news for the Niners. But their schedule, the Niners seem to not have like a particularly tough schedule right now. So they might get away with um, pulling off some wins, even with some guys injured.
0: And then the game that got moved to Monday night uh, based off Cam Newton's positive test. Kansas City 26 New England 10. and now Stefan Gilmore recently tested positive. Do you think New
1: England maybe hasn't uh, sounds going like they're the doing pretty well. They, they didn't have anyone test positive today uh, from what I saw. This game was actually pretty pretty close for a long time. <laughs> and um, I really think if cam had played and I had predicted New England to win this one. Prior to knowing that Cam was going to be out, I, I think New England would have pulled this one off. Um, I mean, a couple of bad mistakes down the stretch by New England. They went to two quarterbacks in that game. Neither could get it done. And Kansas City just, you know, was able to put enough on the board then late uh, to pull away a little bit. But New England's a gritty team. I mean, anytime you got Bill Belichick as your head coach, they're going to compete and they're going to scheme some good things. Um, New England had some opportunities really early in that game that they blew and it could have been a very different outcome, even with two backup quarterbacks playing in that game, which is crazy to me.
0: Yeah, I was surprised on the play of uh, Hoyer and Stidham. Um, But New England's a gritty team, like you said, I think without cam newton maybe with some of these easier games coming up for them they win some of these games obviously cam newton will most likely be back uh in a week here or two, but we'll see about that the other monday night game which got pushed back to eight o'clock uh green bay in atlanta big boy robert tonyan six receptions 85 yards and three touchdowns was that a fluke game was that just uh Devontae Adams and Al Lazard is out, so he went to him? Or do you think Robert Tanyan is legit and the
1: number one tight um, I think it's a little Green bit of Bay. both. I think, obviously, um, you saw Matt LaFleur uh, go very tight end and running back heavy in the passing game. Uh, so, obviously, they they had that plan going in. I do think Bob Tanyan is a very good football player. I've heard that for a couple of years now in Green Bay where they've really liked him. Um, he's had some injury issues in the past, uh, but I think he's a real deal. And I think you'll see the tight end used more as the season goes on. And it might not always be Bob Tanya, but he'll be a part of, of the game plan moving forward. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see what happens coming off the buy for green Bay, but green Bay, I was impressed mostly with their defense in this game. Um, Atlanta had been coming in like scoring a ton of points and actually has a good offense and green Bay's defense stepped up big time. And I think the first two um, possessions that Atlanta had on offense went three and out, which is incredible. Um, so green Bay's D is what, to me, the story was in that game. And if they're D they get figured out. And especially after the bye when Kenny Clark should be back and uh, which will, you know, obviously bolster their run defense big time and their pass rush. Um, Green Bay's legit, man. I, If I was in the NFC right now, I would be very worried um, that Green Bay has kind of a complete football team. I agree. They've
0: silenced all the haters uh, at the beginning of the year, saying they were 13-3. and three. Why didn't they take a receiver? It's showing. They got Tanya, They got Alan Lazard when Devontae Adams comes back. Aaron Rodgers is still going to find targets to throw the ball to, and he's making some of these undrafted guys look like third round prospects. Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers right now is the key to their offense. Um, Aaron Jones has been playing exceptionally well too. Uh, they're going to have a big decision coming up this off offseason whether to pay him or not. So, based off our predictions, you were nine and five. I was ten and three. So I won. The predictions for last week's games. Thank you, thank you. So anybody that's listening, (laughs) make sure you follow my picks now. So more positives for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, The Raiders had a positive. The Chiefs and the Patriots all had positives. So because of that, the Bills-Titans game, which was originally scheduled for Sunday this week, is going to be moved to Tuesday night at 6 p.m., The Patriots and Broncos game, which was originally scheduled for 325 on Sunday, is going to move to 405 on Monday night. And the Chiefs and Bills game, which is week six, uh, will be moved to Sunday from Thursday. So question for you, at what point will enough be enough? Um, If the Titans continue with these positive tests –
1: do you think maybe forfeit is going to, don't you think it has to play? at some point, if they go another week this way, you're affecting so many teams now um, that you probably have to have some sort of harsh reality to you, to, to your season. Like, I don't think it's at this. I was not in favor of forfeit up until probably right about now where Now it's been two weeks, you've affected a great deal of teams now that have had to move around, adjust their schedule. I mean, NFL players and coaches are creatures of habit. So when you start moving games at times and days, and that messes up a lot of people. um, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure from uh, NFL teams now, especially ones affected by moving around, that the Titans shouldn't get this special treatment Ah, uh, per se. Now, I had in the past been like, well, it might not be the Titans' fault. There's a lot of factors at play here with COVID, but man, at this point, if it's another week after this week, oh gosh, I think you got to think about just maybe a forfeit. You move on. I don't know.
0: I think it's getting there as well, um, especially with the report that came out earlier in the week that they decided to have a team practice yeah, at an open football field after their facility shut down. I think that's the reason they're still getting positives. But hopefully they get to play this weekend after this. Players
1: will realize that if they're not playing... I mean, I wonder if money. you penalize the organization with take away a draft pick or, or do something, but it does seem like they they shouldn't get away with <laughs> with being um kind of cavalier with this whole situation
0: uh the titans have had 24 total positives the rest of the league has had six i believe right it totally does if that says anything one team out of the 32 teams that uh, it, it just baffles me to think that they're responsible for a great amount of the test's a positive test in
1: the league. I agree completely.
0: So after the week four
1: games, who is your front runner? I think you have to say Russell Wilson here, don't you? I mean, the guy has the most touchdown passes in the league. Um, I think he's pretty much the reason that Seattle is where they are record wise. I mean, I think you have to say Russell Wilson, but I think you have to, you know if you put a top five or a top three aaron Rodgers has got to be in the conversation josh allen's got to be in the conversation um so i mean there's there's some guys definitely but i think ultimately i think it's got to be russell wilson at this point what are your thoughts ethan i agree russell wilson is is
0: an absolute stud right now um I, th- I think Aaron Rodgers is very close in second place. He is just playing exceptional football for his age and with the assets he has. So I think that's going to need to be taken in consideration if he plays the way he's playing the rest of the year. And I think if Josh Allen plays the way he's playing right now, the rest of the year, this is going to be probably one of the tightest MVP races in the history of football. Um, But right now I'm going to give the, the nod to uh, Russell Wilson. So week five games, um, after all the movement, the uh, noon games are going to start with Carolina and Atlanta, uh, Atlanta's favored four and a half there, and it is being played in Atlanta. Who are your key
1: players? Well, actually I'm picking Carolina in this one. Um, Atlanta's defense is decimated I think if Atlanta does pull this one off it's got to be Matt Ryan it's got to be Calvin Ridley and then to a lesser extent Todd Gurley they're gonna have to run the football and they're gonna have to find Ridley for big plays I think Julio's not gonna be able to go it looked like he reads or this hammy um, against Green Bay uh, but Carolina I mean they just beat Arizona they figuring out a way to play decent football on both sides of the ball uh Bridgewater and Mike Davis I mean I don't know I, I don't know if Atlanta's defense is going to be able to stop Carolina uh, enough in this one um Atlanta's going to have to put up good points offensively uh and bounce back from what they did with Green Bay so um, I'm going to pick Carolina this one, but Atlanta needs Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley and Todd Gurley to step up if they want to try to get a W here.
0: I'm going to pick Carolina too. Teddy Bridgewater's been playing amazing for them. Mike Davis is in imperfectly of the role of Christian McCaffrey. I think Carolina surprisingly rolls easily over Atlanta in their defense. Um, high scoring game. Two iffy defenses. Atlanta's defense is probably the worst in the NFL. Yeah, I'm, and of right I think
1: now. they could sign me off the street, and I could I could start a corner for them right now. That's how <laughs> that's how bad it looks in Atlanta.
0: <laughs> well, they're down pretty and much all secondary and... too, which is crazy. Yep,
1: we'll be well. That'll that'll be an interesting game, I think. Dan Quinn right now is and I had this conversation with a co-worker today Ethan that I think the best situation for um Trevor Lawrence would be that Atlanta just can't win a game this year and Dan Quinn gets fired and they move on from Matt Ryan and take and take Trevor Lawrence now that's that's a pipe dream I don't know if Atlanta will actually be that bad the rest of the way but I mean as of right now they have no secondary and um their offense is just going to have to to carry them uh, to some to, to some wins, but I mean they're not in an easy conference per se. They're not in an easy division per se. So it'll be interesting to to watch what Atlanta's record looks like, maybe even halfway through the season here, and see. Gosh, if they're one in seven, or or you know that might be that might be a a, a big sign of the future of that of that franchise.
0: Las Vegas at Kansas City. Kansas City's favorite 12 and a half. I'm going to have Kansas City rolling in that one. Hopefully, this game is played on Sunday, um, bearing any tests from the Chiefs. Hopefully, none spread from the Patriots. Do you think Patrick Mahomes has a standout game, or do you think Clyde Edwards Elair um, is the standout player in that picking, one? For Kansas City? I'm going to
1: go Mahomes in this one. I do think Kansas City wins. I think Vegas might cover here. Um, I just, Kansas City looked, you know, pretty weak at times against New England. Um, I think, I don't think the Raiders are a playoff team, but I think they're playing hard. Um, And I think they'll, they'll keep it somewhat close throughout the day. I do think ultimately Kansas City wins, but I, I could see it being like a 10-point game, like 31-21 or 34-24 here um, with Kansas City winning.
0: I think Kansas City rolls. Um, Vegas has not, I mean, they played okay against Buffalo, nothing great uh, ever since that win against New Orleans. It just Their offense has not looked the same in my opinion. Arizona at New York Jets. Uh, the Jets are uh, plus six and a half. There, uh, I'm picking Arizona all day in that one. Yeah, I'd go. Uh, I'd go. Who Arizona are you picking in, in that one? one? Mr. I, I'd
1: look for Arizona to have a bounce back game and and win pretty handily in that one. Um, yeah, I think I think they're gonna bounce back and have a nice game. Uh, I just don't know about the Jets, man. And I don't know if they're gonna win. I don't even know if they win a game this year. So that's uh, that's a tough that's a tough team. I don't think Adam Gase keeps his job. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets fired in the next couple of weeks. To be honest,
0: I think DeAndre Hopkins, um, coming off of a relatively quiet week uh, last week against Carolina, is going to go off um, again like he has in the first few weeks. I think that connection with Kyler Murray is becoming a very, very strong connection between those two. I think Hopkins likes receiving the ball from him. And I think Murray likes so because he's on
1: my fantasy team, Ethan. Go Hopkins.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go Hopkins. That's right. Philadelphia, at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's favored by seven Pittsburgh coming off the early bye due to the Titans COVID positive.
1: Uh, do you think that uh, if has it any does? Effect it, on I Pittsburgh think it's a positive here. effect. Um, I'd say Pittsburgh's rested. They've been able to plan for the Eagles. Now the Eagles are coming off a victory, so they're probably feeling pretty good right now. But I I would take Pittsburgh in this one. I think Big Ben um, is looking pretty good um, being out for for the the whole year last year with an injury. Uh, he's playing pretty well actually. Pittsburgh's offense is looking better than I thought it would this year um but i think a large part of that is just having a healthy quarterback in, in big ben and um i i don't see pittsburgh's defense um playing poorly here pittsburgh's defense is pretty good i don't think the eagles are going to be able to do what they did last week uh and i got the steelers in this one
0: I agree. I really like uh, Deontay Johnson yeah,
1: in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's pretty good.
0: Him paired with Juju uh, are two great wide receivers for Big Ben, who is getting relatively older in age. Uh, so he's going to get targets. And I think Deontay Johnson is going to be the key for a Pittsburgh win. Um, and I think Pittsburgh's going to cover the seven points there. Los Angeles Rams at Washington. Washington's plus nine in that one. I'm going to go with the Rams. And I'm going to say this. I think Washington covers and keeps it close. I think Kyle Allen's going to surprise some people. I don't think he's the right fit for Washington. But I think he's going to come in with some a little bit of an adrenaline
1: rush. And uh, find Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I I would be surprised if... um the Redskins pull this off, I should say the Washington football team pulls this off. Um, I still take the Rams, but I, I agree with you. I think it's close. Kyle, Kyle Allen will actually make better decisions. He will uh, run the system better than Haskins did. Um, Ron Rivera trusts him. He had him in Carolina. And, and Kyle Allen had some nice games for him as a Panther um, I don't think that Washington has enough to beat L.A., but I actually wouldn't be shocked if that happened. I would actually be like, yeah, you know, I could see it. I do still think I'll take the Rams in this one, and I see it being like a field goal game, honestly. I think the Rams win on a field goal.
0: Cincinnati at Baltimore, Baltimore's favored 13-and-a-half. Joe Burrow, the number one draft pick, has had a great start to his rookie season. What do you think he needs to do to get the Bengals' offense on well, the level of Baltimore's I mean, offense?
1: consistency is huge. Um, limit turnovers. I think that um, Joey Burrow has a bright future, but Cincinnati needs to continue to add pieces around him. Um, clearly, this is his you know, freshman campaign where he's going to learn a lot on, on the, on the fly. He's going to learn under fire. You know, Um, I don't think that Cincinnati has enough to beat Baltimore in this one. I see that the line's pretty high. Um, I do think that Baltimore probably does win by, by two touchdowns or more in this one, but I think that Burrow could have a nice day. I wouldn't be surprised if Burrow goes over 300 yards passing, probably two touchdowns and an interception or three touchdowns and an interception, um, but ultimately Baltimore pulls away in this one.
0: I think the offensive line for Cincinnati needs to protect Joe Burrow more uh, than what they're doing. I feel like Joe Burrow has been sacked more than any other quarterback right now. Um, hes I mean, that man's taken some hard hits back there. Um, and I think if that happens, Cincinnati is – a better team than people think they are. They got Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Tyler also Boyd, on my who fantasy has been playing team. great Shout recently. Out. T. Higgins, <laughs> T- T Higgins uh, the rookie receiver from Clemson, is a great red zone threat for them. Um, but I still think Baltimore is going to get the win here. But I think Cincinnati hangs on. Baltimore maybe gets a late score uh, late in the fourth quarter. But I think Cincinnati is a better
1: you failed to mention A.J. Green, which is kind of funny because remember what a stud A.J. Green was for such a long time?
0: Yes, and he has been Agreed. a great disappointment this year. I, um, everybody that drafted him in fantasy, I
1: I suggest dropping I stayed him. I away think from him in fantasy I think he's because wide receiver I didn't know what right I would get with him, and I'm glad I did um yeah he's been a huge disappointment in my opinion if he was even like yep i don't know 75 percent of what he was prior to his injury joe burrow would look that much better right now
0: mm-hmm. i agree with you totally 100 percent oh we'll see if aj green maybe gets better in yes in, as
1: the season goes on he it's hasn't played true. football in I The year, jury so still that could will be give him another some time to there. see if you know he can bounce back a little bit yet.
0: Jacksonville at Houston, Houston's favored by 6. I think we both know who we're gonna be there. So? going to You think so? You you go
1: big. the the change in um head coach, you think that makes an impact here?
0: I do. I think I think they're going to pass the ball more, and I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a,
1: an outstanding game. Um, wow! I think Houston I, maybe I'm could win by two, pick three Houston touchdowns in this one, but I think it's close. Jacksonville, I, I, I did not think they were going to be very good this year, but they have been hanging in ball games, and I had given a lot of crap to Minshew Mania, but he's not a bad quarterback, and he's playing pretty decent this year, so I think that Jacksonville stays in contention late in this game, and Houston pulls away at the end, maybe wins by a touchdown.
0: Heading into the uh, afternoon games, Miami at San Francisco. San Francisco is favored by eight. Yes. Do you think
1: Miami has a and chance I to win would, that one? So far as, say, um, gosh, you that might be the upset alert of, of the afternoon, San Francisco. If Nick Mullins is at quarterback, absolutely. Miami has a chance to win that game. Um, Nick Mullins looked terrible last week. Um, San Francisco lost to the Eagles. Nobody thought that was going to happen either. Um, Miami almost pulled it off against the Seahawks. Um, I, you know what, you ready for it? Upset alert. I'm taking Miami over San Francisco.
0: I was planning on taking Miami too. I think, <laughs> I think Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Devontae Parker um, connections really good. Miles Gaskin. For Washington Husky. Boy, he came out of nowhere. He's been playing great. Yep. I, I, I think that what they have on offense right now with some new offensive linemen they took this year, um, they play really well and San Francisco's hurt. They don't have much right now. Um, and wow. for that reason, I'm, I'm also going to wow, pick Miami, just Miami
1: over San Francisco.
0: Um, I don't think anybody would have done that earlier in the year, but as, as of right now, I think Miami is a better football team, um, than San Francisco, which I think yeah most people are going to probably find a little bit crazy of me to say, um, but they're 1 and 3 right now i believe and they're not playing like a 1 and 3 football team um i think Brian yeah. Flores is a perfect fit in Miami look at last year he was 5 and 2 in their last 7 games with a win over the patriots uh, you just don't see that in rookie coaches um and i think Miami is going to be surprisingly Good in the next few years, and I think maybe even this year they have a chance to pull off a 500. Racket. I love it. Another afternoon game: Indianapolis at Cleveland, coming off the big win down in Jerry's World. Cleveland's plus two and a half there. Do you think Cleveland continues their success? Do they? Gosh, move this to one, one might do the Colts probably the hardest
1: one? one to pick this week for me. Um. Uh, I don't know if I can quite buy Cleveland yet um, because I've seen this before. I feel like with them, the, the problem is coach and Stefanski. I want to believe that he's elevated that offense. They're running the ball better. Although um, they're going to be without um, Nick Chubb. from what I remember, Uh, he's going to be out for a little bit. Um, but boy they still ran the ball great without him. Uh, Mayfield, you know, Baker did did enough to to spread the ball around and and make some plays there um at Jerry's World. Indianapolis's defense though is the top defense in the league right now if you look at numbers. And I th- I'm not sure Cleveland's defense um is is great, I mean they're all right philip rivers though is 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 prone to mistakes. I think they really need to rely on trying to run the football themselves. I'll say Cleveland wins in a really low scoring like twenty to seventeen game
0: Good here's our first difference. I'm going to pick Indianapolis in this one uh <laughs> Without Nick Chubb in the backfield against one of the best run defenses in the country, um, I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to have much of a success this weekend against Indianapolis like he did against Dallas. Um, I think OBJ coming off a massive game, not going to have – he's going to go back to his mediocre self uh, like he's been at Cleveland. Um, and I'm going to go Indianapolis. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to – bounce back from a relatively okay game against Chicago. And I'm going to actually pick Indianapolis to win by 10. Um, Kind of a little bit of a statement win there. And Indianapolis is going to move to four and one. And uh, the lead. uh, You know what I've been most disappointed with Indianapolis?
1: T.Y. Hilton's not getting the ball very much. I don't understand why Rivers and the Indy offense hasn't tried to get him involved more. He'd, had such success the last few years as a receiver, and I feel like he's been the forgotten man on offense in Indy. But uh, it'll be really that'll be a really good game to me. That's a game of possible playoff teams right there. So I think I think it'll be a really good, close, hard-fought game.
0: I agree. New York at Dallas. Uh, these are the Giants playing the Cowboys here. Dallas is favored nine and a half uh, down at
1: Jerry's. Yeah, I'd Dallas, agree. I think I think Dallas has York. to bounce back here, don't they? I mean they they got to get a they got to get a win, and I I do think they do put some points up on the Giants. I would say probably in that like thirty five to seventeen kind of range. Mm-hmm.
0: New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I think they might be battling the Jets for the number one draft pick. Um, both teams have just looked <laughs> horrendous so true. and possibly might not even win a game this year. So, Sunday Night Football, who at the beginning of the year maybe thought maybe this could be the game of the year, uh, but Minnesota's coming in one and three. Uh, and Seattle's coming in four and oh, and Seattle's favored by seven. I'm going with the MVP as of right now with Russell Wilson and Seattle.
1: And I think
0: Seattle's okay. kind of going to run away with it. At this the end.
1: might. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to talk through this. I don't know if I'm picking Minnesota yet, but we'll see. Um, Seattle should win this game. Uh, Russell Wilson's been hot. Uh, Minnesota's secondary hasn't been good. Um but Minnesota's offense has started to figure it out the last two weeks. Um, Jordan Jefferson has looked great as a rookie now. Uh, Adam Thielen's been good for a long time. Delvin Cook has been running wild the last two weeks. And if Minnesota's able to control the ball with Delvin Cook and then and, and go and play action with their wide receivers, Seattle's defense has struggled this year. Um, I could see Minnesota staying, um, you know, offensively with Seattle and possibly pulling this game off. However, I I think ultimately I'm gonna take Seattle, but I'm gonna take Seattle by by six, and it's gonna be close. I actually think this game's gonna actually be close. Interesting.
0: I just I don't see right now with Minnesota's defense how they're gonna stop Seattle's offense. But we'll see. That's exactly why. That's why, why they, they play, play the game.
1: game, right? And on and hey, here's the other thing. On any given Sunday, we've seen <laughs> it happen in the NFL. Weird, fluky things happen where you're like, that team's got no chance and the ball bounces their way, they get a pick here, they get a fumble mm, recovery there, a muffed punt. You never know. Weird things happen sometimes in the National Football League. Um Uh, we just never know what you're going to get. And that's the beauty of the game.
0: And then the game that got moved originally from Sunday, the first one, Denver at New England, New England's favored by 11 there. I'm actually going to pick Denver to cover, but I'm going to pick New England to win the game. But without Cam Newton, I think Denver might actually have a chance to win this
1: one. Cam Newton if if he's still out with COVID I don't know that one to me that game is just a messy ugly game um, probably one of my least favorite games on the docket and it just happens to be a Monday nighter um, Denver without Drew Locke New England without Cam Newton I mean just to me it just seems like a messy grinded out um, you know, 20 to 16 or some weird scoring game. Um, ultimately though, with the job bill, bill Belichick does, I'm going to have to go new England wins by like a field goal on that one.
0: That'll be an interesting one in my opinion. Um, we'll see how Denver fares against new England with no cam Newton. Uh, most likely, the second Monday night game, the original Monday night game, uh, in prime time on ESPN, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers and New Orleans, who's favored by seven and a half. And I don't know if you heard, but officially as of today, Justin Herbert I won didn't. the starting position over to Rod Taylor. So, do you think with Justin Herbert,
1: this Chargers team is well, here's be the more thing first of all, I feel bad maybe for have Ty a Ty chance Taylor. to pull off enough Tyrod here? Taylor has. Never really gotten an, an opportunity uh, wherever he at is. Like he's always getting replaced by the next person, you know, the next rookie, the next young quarterback. He's he's kind of always been this veteran stopgap, and and kind of gets replaced. And so I feel a little bad for Tyrod Taylor because I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's an average to above average quarterback. Um, however, I think the young rookie was. Picked to eventually be the starter. It just happened a little earlier than expected for the Chargers. And it seems that he has breathed breathed some life into that offense uh, since he's taken over for the most part. I think this will be a pretty exciting game. Um, I still like New Orleans here. Um, I would say that it's close, though. I would say that New Orleans maybe uh, wins by a touchdown.
0: My key to the game is Michael Thomas, who we still don't know if he's going to play. Like you said last week against the Lions, I think if Michael Thomas plays, New Orleans wins. But if he doesn't play, I'm going upset. I'm going Chargers um, in New Orleans. Tuesday game, the original game that was supposed to be played on Sunday. Buffalo favored 8.5 at Tennessee. Uh, still tentative to see if they're going to play this game or not. Uh, but we'll still give our thoughts and predictions on this one.
1: Um, I know this think, is such a weird uh, one Tennessee's for me because, because all these I think Tennessee's out. a decent ball club. Um, I love Derrick Henry, Toton the Rock. I mean, Tannehill's really revived his career in Tennessee. Uh, but, man, I just – I'm kind of hopping on that Buffalo bandwagon a little bit. I, I'm loving what Josh Allen brings. He's got some swagger, and I love that. Um, I mean, the Steph Diggs, you know, trade with the Vikings has brought some swagger there in the receiver core. Um, Devin Singletary is not a bad running back. Their defense is pretty pretty tough. I think I'm going to have to give the nod to Buffalo here. I think Tennessee's just. Got some weird circumstances. I don't know <laughs> what that team's going to really be able to put on the field and what that's going to look like on the field. Um, so I'm going to have to go Buffalo on that one. As long as Derrick Henry doesn't test positive,
0: I'm going to pick Tennessee. Um, I think his first two games maybe were a little bit okay. Uh, he did do well against... Denver 150 yards in week one, only 80 again or like 60 ish against Jacksonville. Um, I think he's going to run all over them, and I think if they get that run game established with Derrick Henry, that Ryan, it's going to open Ryan Tannen a lot for some passing options uh, with Johnu Smith, AJ Brown. Uh, unfortunately, they're out with out of Corey Davis. He's got COVID, um, but for that reason, I'm going to pick Tennessee, especially at home. I'm going Tennessee. So that's everything we covered this week. Well, at week, the half, the Chicago Bears have rattled
1: off 14 straight points and lead your Tampa Bay Buccaneers 14-13. Uh, so it's shaping up for a heck of a second half, uh, your 3-1 and Bears versus your 3-1 and Buccaneers, turn, turning out to be a much better game than it started off being, where Tampa Bay went up 13-0. Uh, be curious to see if Brady can have another nice second half and if Foles can recover from a, an early pick that was not his fault. Um, he threw the ball to Allen Robinson on a back shoulder, and, and Robinson kind of jumped in the air and kicked it up in the air and got picked uh, by, um, by a Tampa Bay corner, um, Carlton Davis. And I don't know, man. These Bears are feisty, dude. I I did not uh give them much credit. I thought they were the worst three and team I'd ever seen. Um but gosh, being up fourteen thirteen. I mean they gotta finish obviously, but they're playing they're playing the Buccaneers tough right now.
0: What team in the NFL isn't feisty though? So I still think Tampa Bay is gonna win that one. But thank you for listening this week. Uh, we'll see you again next week. We're going to re- recap week five games next week and preview the week six games. And we will see what other topics pop up in the coming Gotta weeks. love the national football league, And thanks league, for listening again, and we will see you next week.